Ahoy hoy, this is Lavish Jewels, and this is the Tiny Mike Podcast. Welcome one, welcome all. Today's episode is from January 24th, 2020, beginning of this year. Ooh, this year. Before I knew what was going to happen <laughs> with this year, I was very excited about a lot of things, <sighs> including my or I wouldn't just say my, but I was very much involved in Dripping in Melanin's show, Noir Amour, which was hosted by Walker's Point Music Hall in say, the middle of February. I still have that poster somewhere. <laughs> um, before that show and before the Bruce D. Bombshell's fourth annual taboo fetish theme show, I did a... I would say short. <laughs> this is a shortened version of the interview that I did with T. Krulos for the Shepherd Express. That interview and picture of me is what's well, not even in circulation anymore, but it was featured in the February, early February edition of the Shepherd Express. The picture of me and dripping in melanin in big bold red letters with the Bruce D bombshells big old logo in the background and I love it my mom loves it and she framed it <laughs> and she sent one to my grandpa <laughs> and that's very exciting so what you're hearing what you will be hearing will be the shortened version of that if you want to hear the full version you can check out my patreon I think that'll be in the third tier, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I haven't fully set it up yet, but the full version will be on my pod, on my Patreon. So check it out there. And I hope you enjoy listening to me ramble on about performing burlesque, drag, producing, hosting, traveling, Beetlejuice, and singing not singing lip syncing and wearing heels on stage enjoy this interview was done at fuel cafe in river west in january and it was very much still winter here in wisconsin (laughs) so you'll hear some hustling bustling and tunes up above from the staff So yeah, so my first performance was at Company Brewing in 2000. Oh my god, yeah, no. Because, yeah. Wait. Yep, yep, because this will be my fifth year. So, so 2020 will be my fifth year. So yeah, 2016. And October, it was like October 29th. Company Brewing, and I did Beetlejuice, Shake Sonora. It was so fun. And I've only modified it slightly since then. And I kind of want to do a, um, not an updated version, but like a new kind of version of it. With like, what, the theme is still Beetlejuice, but it's like different. Yeah, I'm still like working on the concept. It takes a little bit. Because cool. I think I was working on that one for like two months or three months. Because that last show had been in August. 
August, September, October. So yeah, two months. I was working on it. I was just like, and I lived in a studio apartment at the time, so I was just like, I had like this much space, like from, yeah, like the end of like that table over there to like over here to like work on. So not a lot of space, but I was like, I can do this. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and that show was with the bombshells, you said? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, and then you continued on uh, doing performances with them? Mm -hmm. And yeah. And like since then, I've been asked to um, perform with a few other troops here. There are only two other troops in Milwaukee the um, Glamour Junkies and Grindhouse Tees. Originally, they were more of a, like a, coll a collective, and now they're becoming more of like a solid troop. So, yeah. yeah. So, you did, you did perform with both of them? Mm hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, at like various times. That's cool. I was able to, um, they were to like debut new, new acts there, and that was really exciting. So, yeah. Um, and why don't you just kind of tell me, like, uh, what the appeal for doing it in the first place was and why it was something you wanted to get involved with. Doing burlesque was something that always really, I don't want to say always, but like since, I can't remember how old I was. I think it was when the, the first time I saw Moulin Rouge. I was like, I don't know what that is, but I want to do that. <laughs> and that was a big appeal to me, so like, but even before that, honestly, I think, I kind of knew what drag was. Like, I watched, what, like, Tawang Fu, Thanks for Everything, and, like, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and I was like, oh my god, I love this. They're all glamorous and amazing. Ooh. And I would do that, like, I would do, like, um, essentially, like, performances for my family, like, in our living rooms, like, in my aunt's house, like, in my mom's. Or, and, like, emote entirely for the song, mostly because I love the song, and I was just like, ugh, search Michael. <laughs> just, like, feeling it. Like, I think I wanted to do this song when I was younger, but I would just keep like making like the same gestures, and I was like, I don't know, would that be boring? And my mom was like, No, I think people will find it interesting if you like, if you have like, an interesting costume and have like reveals that like, you take something off and not too much, you know. She has a complicated relationship with burlesque, and I would say with drag, but she hasn't seen me perform drag because she always thinks I'm lying to her, <laughs> which is crazy, but that's her. Um, but yeah, I love the performance aspect of it and like putting out something creative without without like full on stripping because I knew that I could do like various levels like when I would see Moulin Rouge it was like they didn't show any paces in that movie it was all like corsetry and like garter belts and like fancy undies and like tights and all that kind of stuff like that's what I want I love that and a lot of my first acts my first like two years were very much lots of that without going down to paces because I wasn't really comfortable with that I was just like oh my body no and I feel okay about my body now but like I still love that like beautiful like beautiful shell I guess I should say <laughs> but yeah like putting out that kind of creativity via like movement dance and even lip syncing because the song that you choose is to me is very vital to the dancing that you're doing to the act that you're putting out so it was something that like combined so many of the things that I liked but I wasn't sure I'll be good at on its own you know and I was like I don't know doing just drag without like dancing dancing or having like reveals might not be a thing that I can do because before because at the time in 2016 2017 it wasn't a thing that women did really so it's coming a thing now which I love because we're still creative people who can like do amazing things no matter how small we are. <laughs>
I am not a good singer, I don't think. I'm working on it, but it's a whole thing. And like, I know listening to this, even that's one of the problems I have with editing my videos sometimes, like listening to my own voice over and over and over. I'm just like, oh, ugh. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I don't like to hear my own voice either. Yeah, and even just like watching myself sometimes, I'm just like, ugh. But it's something that we have to get over to, I guess, edit ourselves, essentially. But yeah, I was like, well, I'm not like the greatest singer, I don't think. And I'm not gonna be able to take singing lessons as much as I want to, because I ask people all the time, they're like, oh, well, maybe. And then no one ever follows through with that kind of thing. Um, and I wasn't able to take any like full on acting classes, and there wasn't a whole lot in Milwaukee at the time, because lots of things were getting like not enough funding. And I was like, cool. And I don't know, I liked the idea of like being in a dance troupe, but there weren't a lot that were open and available to me. And I don't know, that's not something that my mom could afford. As a kid and as like a teenager, and I had done like cheerleading and I had done step, and all the girls were very like catty and clicky, and I was just like, I don't want to be involved in that. That's... And the problem with that was lots of times people would not listen to me when I would put in input, like, well, I can do this, let's modify the choreography to do this. And this part should be more dynamic, so let's do this. And they'd be like, yeah, but no, and then that wouldn't happen. I was like, oh, boring annoying so with this doing burlesque and even doing drag now it's it's all up to you like all of what you want to do all of what you want to like put out there all of what you want to present so when people tell me that they can't dance and they're burlesque performer I'm just like yes you can and also you don't have to like dance the way I dance or dance like people want to perceive you as like a dancer because dancing is just moving, moving your body to music and enjoying that you know so um, what's been a highlight for you so far uh, doing all these performances? Oh, I think maybe getting a chance to be on posters and going out of state and then being a headliner because I didn't realize that I was a headliner. <laughs> and so they're like, yeah, you're closing the show. And I'm like, oh, and like, yeah, you're essentially our headliner because you're from out of town. I'm like, what? <laughs> and like not knowing that before I was there, but like before the show day of, I didn't have that pressure. <laughs> but in Milwaukee all the time, like performing with the bombshells, performing with other troops, a lot of times I'd be like, oh yeah, this act is like really huge. So it's kind of a big closer, you know? Like it comes as like a really big like peak and all these like big things and then just like bam. And then does that make sense? I'm just like doing all these gestures. <laughs> um, because I mean, you see me perform, right? So like, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so yeah, like that is really exciting, even if I don't know it and can promote the heck out of it. But people are like, dang, you're so good. And like having those kind of compliments outside of people who see me all the time, I'm just like, oh my God, I love that. So and even getting like criticism when people are like, well, I loved all of it except for this one part. So this part, I can tell you're, so, you're like slightly nervous about. So keep working on that and expand on it. That's always really helpful, like having that critique and getting the chance to be on posters and people asking to do like photo shoots with you. I'm just like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so that like goes into modeling and like make me feel pretty. And I like that. Yeah, so let's talk about the show. Um, Dripping with Melanin show. Oh, it's dripping uh, in Melanin. Dripping in Melanin show. Yeah. 
I mean, dripping uh, with melon is hot. Um, so, are you, first of all, are you the show producer? Is that the right thing to say? Yeah, I'm a co producer with um, Every Ex Machina and Aphrodisiac Slays. Cool. Oh, here's a poster. Wait. A little version of the poster. Um, tell me everything about the show. Um, well, this is the first one that's really, well, I wouldn't say that. Our first one was, I don't know, it was very new and exciting. Our second one was more nerdless, which was really cool. And, I mean, this one is like the week after Valentine's Day, but hardly any actual burlesque happens on Valentine's Day because we don't want to compete with actual Valentine's Day with restaurants and with other big things going on. Um, I might be in this, actually, I'm going to be in a play on Valentine's Day, and I think I'm going to be doing this show, I got to figure out where it is because they haven't given me all the information yet, <laughs> but um, on Valentine's Day as well. And so this one, I was like, well, no matter what, I feel like we're going to be showing love to our uh, black community and community of color within Milwaukee. So this one is very much like expressing that love. So yeah, it's exciting. I like it. And I, um, yeah, I, um, I guess I kind of came up with the theme and stuff. Expand a little bit on that. Um, why do you think it's important to have a show like this, especially in Milwaukee? And can you tie us into just talking about the burlesque community in general? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, for Milwaukee specifically, I think we definitely need to highlight the like performers of colors and black performers specifically because I feel like we really do not get enough recognition, either within our own community, but also like within our um, like, within the burlesque community, but within our, like, black community also. Like, how I was telling you about how my mom has a problem with me doing burlesque. Um, that's, it, it's kind of detrimental to me because I don't have a lot of family. I just have her and my sister. And my sister is very religious, so she doesn't fully support it, but she likes that I'm doing something creative that I love and helps me express myself and express my way of dancing. Next one's here. Maybe I'll send her a video of me performing. Um, but it's really crucial to have like our own community come out and support us in so many ways because like me we might not have that family to come to our shows and support us or watch our videos and say you're amazing I'm so proud of you I'm happy that you're doing this or like really like put you on that pedestal and like sing your accolades from the hills you know but I think it's really important because I know when I performed with the Glamour Junkies, I was like posting all about it and lots of alternative young girls, how I was when I was a kid, were like, oh my God, there are black burlesque performers that are doing alternative stuff. I love that. And I was like, yeah, but there's more than just me. Because at the time there was two, three, four, there were four of us. And now there are more of us. Especially with uh, Dripping and Melon, like it brings in so many more people. So being able to be a role model or someone that people can look up to that look like you or just like, I love this and it gives me a sense that I can do this, that I can put myself there, that I can see myself there and feel like I can succeed and won't be like either put in the shadows or, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like non-existent essentially so yeah 
So yeah, so that works really well for it. Not just like Milwaukee, but also the burlesque community overall, because that helps more people get into burlesque, gets more people into doing drag, and just having, just knowing that there's that support out there, that there are people like me out there, um, helps us like build a community of support. So yeah, even with like even with like certain amounts of like colorism, it's still just like no, like. If, if I'm black, then I'm black. And I'm gonna still support you, no matter what your skin tone is. As long as you're not like, oh, I'm black, but I'm actually white, like, because that doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, I just got my 23 in me, and I'm still mixed, but I'm still black. Like, I'm just mad I'm not French. Because that's what I was told I was, and I'm, I don't know what my whole world is anymore. <laughs> um, do you think that this is maybe uh, Filling a void is something that's been missing. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Like when um, when Aphrodisiac Slays got into the game, got into the game, she told me that me and Lesbianas were big proponents of her getting into burlesque. Same thing with um. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry, I didn't catch you. Aphrodisiac Slays. Oh, yeah. And same thing with Like a Ray, formerly Like a Storm, but Like a Ray is still the same. Um, she was like, you guys are such big influences on me and like watching you perform and putting yourself out there and your progression of how you change to be like visibly more confident on stage helps me feel more confident like on stage in my personal life and helps me feel like I can do that. So that's definitely filling a void um, in Milwaukee's community because <laughs> I think lots of people don't realize this. <laughs> like even with like this flyer and this flyer that I have and like most of the flyers that you see around town It's usually like one maybe two people putting them up But specifically for like almost any show that I'm gonna be in I'm gonna print those flyers and put them up everywhere and I'm gonna do my best to like Do the footwork to get people into the door Into the seats to know that burlesque is happening no matter what neighborhood it's going to be in, whether it be River West, whether it be Bayview, whether it be Cudahy, whether it be Southside, you know, like Eastside, any of those places. Because it's important to me as someone who is a performer to make it known. Um, and when the Cream City Cabaret was around, I think there was, there might have been one black performer or performer of color. There was a couple performers of color. Most of them were like more white passing, I think. But like, I mean, that's how I learned about uh, like Rain of Fire who's amazing, and I love her. Um, like, I, would, I wouldn't see the posters like everywhere, everywhere. They would be like on like cafes or like, uh, like bars. Like, they're outside little areas, like put up posters. But outside of that, I didn't see them super, like super, super often. Um, Cream City Cabaret more so than Bruce Lee Bombshells. And I get asked this all the time, like if, if I wasn't putting up flowers, would the flowers be put up? And I'm like, I would hope so, because <laughs> it's important. And I, I swear, almost every time I put up flyers, someone's like, oh, there's burlesque in Milwaukee. I'm like, yeah, there has been for 10 years now. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I don't know what it is. But to me, it's important that people know that it's happening. And no matter how many shows, like, people say that there's gonna be like oversaturation happening right now. And I'm like, not really, Milwaukee's kind of a, a small city in comparison to like other big cities that have lots of burlesque happening, but that oversaturation gives people more chances and more opportunities to see burlesque, to see something they haven't seen before, to see someone like them on stage. 
So it really does fill a void of performance art in the community. Cool. Um, tell me a little bit more about the show as far as the actual show itself. Um, tell me about the performers, what people, you know, if someone is talking to you about this and they haven't been to a show like this before, please kind of describe what's going to be going on and what people can expect to see at the show. Um, we can see lots of uh, booty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and not just mine, but with this show, I think it's going to be lots of, um, lots of hearts on our sleeve. Because I know whenever I perform, that's what I do. I actually just saw, um, what is it, The Legend of Georgia McBride at the Rep, Milwaukee Rep. And I'm actually going to be on a panel about that um, with some of the actors. And they were like, doing drag or doing this sort of performance is very much like putting your heart on your sleeve, putting your emotions out there. And with this show, Dripping a Melanin Noir more, which I feel like I... I feel like it's going to be lots of, um, hopefully, lots of self-love because I feel like lots of black people maybe don't feel like they can or should love, love themselves in the way that non-black people can just love themselves whenever and it's like not that big of a deal. Because I feel like black people specifically like loving themselves the way that they want to be loved is a big radical form of self-care. And I say that, and I'm trying to like walk that walk, you know, but it's still difficult. Um, but doing burlesque helps me like bridge that for myself. So with this show, me and Aphrodisiac Slaves will be hosting, doing a co-hosting thing. Uh, there are going to be a couple of games, and we're going to interact with the crowd more, interact with our performers. We have some people, we have some um, beer performers from, uh, from like Madison coming in. Oh, excuse me. We have um, Jace of Spades, who's a drag king, coming in from Indiana. Yeah. And yeah, we have drag kings, drag queens, lots of burlesque performers. Um, no, not any boylesque performers yet, but I really want to make more boylesque in Milwaukee happen. So hopefully, um, by February, I will have, which is something I'm going to do here, which I have my laptop. I'm going to um, make more classes happen and hopefully, like, get more people into doing it. And guys are like, guys tell me this all the time. I'm like, oh, I would love to have you in a show or just like in an act with me and help get you comfortable. And they're like, oh, what? Guys don't do this. I'm like, yeah, they do. Guys do this all the time. They win awards and they're amazing. And it's like, I feel like you really have to like step out of, not just like step out of yourself, but step out of the perceived notion of like what you're supposed to be or what people expect of you, you know? And that's what I did when I started performing. And that's how I feel about this show. Like it's really, really stepping outside of what people perceive you to be, you know? Like, I think, hmm, like, I don't know. I feel like I really want to give lots, lots more love to our community, but they also need to give back to us, you know? But, I don't know. Um, you mentioned classes. Uh, mm -hmm. do, you, do you teach classes or not yet? But I will. You're going. You're working. Mm -hmm. Something you're working on. Mm -hmm. um, they're they're going to be at um, five three two one two presents, hopefully, and maybe a couple other places, just to give um, people options of where they can go. So yeah. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Let me know if you want to sign up. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs>
Um, <clears throat> so that's the goal that you're working on this year? Mm -hmm. New classes? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, have some cool things going by the spring because it's hard to get out in the winter and yeah. do things. Like, I was signed up for a class earlier this week and I ended up not going. But it's also in Chicago and it started snowing that day. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh. I don't, I don't feel like doing it. Hopefully I can go back, like go and like take another class, but we'll see. Winter's tough. Yeah, definitely. Okay, last question. Is this port? Is this like coffee and beer? Um, you wanna try a little bit? No, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's got a little bit of a coffee taste. Mm. It's kind of a, a thicker, dark ale. Oh. Yeah, it, the Milwaukee I was say, record. It's got like, yeah, Milwaukee record paint this beer. Um, oh yeah, you can taste a little bit of cocoa in it and coffee. Hmm. Interesting. Um, probably something you'll talk about in your class. But um, what makes a burlesque performance good? Ooh, what makes it good? Yeah. Well, so I feel like it's a lot of things. I think about that whenever I'm making a new act or updating something. Like I just updated an act and I'm really sad that I didn't get video of it. <laughs> but I mean, I'll definitely do it again. Um, I think what makes an act good is if you can tell someone's like into it. Like even if they haven't like practiced, like you don't need to know that. Just like if they're into it and if they're serving that energy, you know? Because I would, I've always worried, like, if my acts were good, people are like, no, I've been feeling your energy to the back of the room. And I'm like, okay, good. Because <laughs> that's why I was, like, pushing it out there. I'm like, yeah, ooh, you got it. <laughs> and, and every time I worry about, like, an act that I'm doing or have done, and, like, I'll ask some other performers, like, oh, did I, um, like, do I need more critique on that? And they're like, no, actually, like, I, they're like, don't take this the wrong way, but I don't worry about you because I know that you got it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, thanks. Enough about me, though. Um, what makes that good is like, yeah, if someone's like into it, they don't always have like dynamic action, I don't think. I like that. Um, there's definitely a thing to be said for like good costuming. Like, I can't always tell if something looks cheap unless I know it's exactly from Target or Rainbow, because I used to work at both of those places. So I'm like, <laughs> that's Massimo print <laughs> with no rhinestones on it. But like something doesn't have to be rhinestone for it to be good. And that won't always like attribute to the act. Um, but someone knowing like themselves and footing, especially like if they're wearing heels and they never wear heels and they're just like a baby giraffe on stage, you're just like, ooh, you should just not be wearing shoes right now. Cause yeah. <laughs> Cause I've done that where I practice an act where I didn't wear shoes and I wore shoes to practice and I was just like, this works without shoes better. Like I can start in shoes and then just take them off. That's not a big deal. So, and lots of performers will be like, well, if you're not wearing heels, are you really doing burlesque? Or if you're not doing this, are you really doing, it's like, yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> like, no one needs that, that, have that kind of pressure on them. Um, and same thing with like, no one needs rhinestones or a really expensive costume. Just like, put what you want to be perceived into it and do what you can. Like, don't push yourself. And oh, like make something really good. Yeah, it's like not just knowing themselves, but also knowing the song. Cause I've same thing with drag. I've seen people like force their way through a song, and I'm just like, this is slightly painful to watch. Or 
someone you know who's like over practice themselves. It's it's something to be said for people, for someone being technical, because some technical performers are amazing, like really like technical down to each aspect, each angle that they're putting on, and you're just like, ooh, yes, their videos and photos are gonna look amazing. But they also just look very smooth and amazing. And I've seen people who are trying to do things very technical, and you can tell that they're counting out every single step and trying to like remember the beat every like every point they're trying to hit and mouthing certain lyrics but not the whole thing and that's a pet peeve of mine because i lip sync my, my I, as a fact like capital f fact i need to know all the lyrics or none of them because <laughs> like that just does not work for me and it's really hard for me to not lip sync and that's a personal problem but generally don't perform anything if you don't know the lyrics if you're going to lip sync if you're going to lip sync and don't know it just or just don't do it don't do it unless you want like one full thing like bring it back bring this back to random fire she does this for like a, like two songs i think where she emphasizes like a certain part of the lyrics because it like goes into what she's doing and to me that's really powerful more so than someone like looking down and mouthing a certain part of the song and be like it's this I, it's this part that i have to do right now so just being clear in what you're actually doing like physically doing with your body on stage and clear with your intention of what you want to be put out there. Like, it's not something that you have to like write down specifically and know what it is, you know? Because I can't always write things down. I wish I was good at journaling. I'm not, unfortunately. <laughs> but just knowing that, like, the overall theme and feeling of what you want to put out there is what's the most important, I think. Like, yeah. like thinking of the first act, I was like, well, it's my first act and it's Halloween themed. So I want it to be fun. I want it to be a little campy. I still want it to be sexy. I want it to be loud, like Beetlejuice's, and definitely silly and still a little, a little scary. So, like the way I did that was did like some fun, sexy, little bit of salsa. Like, um, did my lip sync. Obviously, I had uh, my fun umbrella. It was really campy, and instead of doing something really traditional like a, um, a regular like pasty reveal. I had, um, I guess, a booty reveal <laughs> where I took off these shorts and I had a bunch of eyeballs on my butt and it was really fun. <laughs> and people were like, oh, that's memorable. So yeah, do something that's memorable for you and also the audience, you know? So yeah. <laughs> but tell me, what do you love about burlesque? This is what I need to know. Oh. I'm trying to think of the first burlesque show I saw. That was a while ago. Yeah. Be, I would say at least 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very fun. Mm -hmm. I like the creativity. Um, you know, I mean, to be honest, I like to see attractive women <laughs> doing something uh, exciting and provocative on stage. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's why I'm into it, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I had friends who were into it, mm -hmm. so I thought it was really cool that they had created these ideas and put together these sort of do-it-yourself shows, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that they were doing it um, from their perspective. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, people will ask me, they're like, what's the difference between that and a strip club? I'm like, well, I was like, a lot have, of you, times, have you ever been to a strip club? The strip club is usually a male's perspective, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so, 
I thought it was uh, just really cool and that, you know, it wasn't, uh, it was open to people of different body types and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I've had a lot of fun at the shows, you know, it, it can be uh, really sexy, so mm -hmm. I've seen some stuff that's been really funny in yeah. the last shows, yeah. and just a lot of fun. So. Yeah, like I love that kind of variety. Yeah. Like when I tell people about that, and I'm like, oh, it can be very sexy, pro provocative, or like very like, I don't know, when I think classy, I think it's very, I don't know, I guess when I say classy, I think it's like very elegant and smooth and like, yeah. Yeah. like regal. Right. Yeah. But they're like, oh, so it's like classy stripping. I'm like, eh. I mean, depending on the stripper, stripping can be very classy. Like, yeah. If I was a stripper, I would do very similar things, doing burlesque, you know, <laughs> like, but still make it very sexy and be like, hey, how's it going? Give me all your money. <laughs> but, yeah, like it's, it can be so many things. So when people think it's just like one thing, I'm just like, no, it's a variety. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, be very broad. Yeah, like I love the funny. Lots of people are doing lots of, um, well, like almost any burlesque act is political, but they're really specific political acts that people do, which are, I find very interesting to, that people can make that so creative. I've always have, had, had a hard time with that because I don't have a very political mindset. Like, I'm, I always get, get confused. I'm like, why do they lie? <laughs> but. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that you can have sort of a political message. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, uh, it can be very, like, you know, you mentioned your act with Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. It's one of my favorite movies, so. Or I know that there's, like, routines that revolve around Star Wars mm -hmm. and a lot, a lot of other stuff that, you know, I like. So, mm -hmm. it ties into that. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. That kind of stuff is so fun. Okay. I got it. Cool. This is great talking to you. That's good talking to you. You did, you did yeah. great, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Hopefully everything I said is very um, intelligible. Yeah. That's the word. No, you did good, honestly. Thank you. Wasn't that fun? I hope you all enjoyed listening to that. Thank you if you listened all the way to the end. Leave a like, comment your favorite part, review all of that to let you know, know a little bit about the interview or <laughs> since I was the interviewee T. Krulos who I've known for quite a while has been working in like writing and publishing since 2012 he is a freelance journalist and author from Milwaukee some of his favorite subjects to explore include subcultures and social movements Weird News, The Paranormal, and Strange Personalities. He also writes about local art and entertainment, lifestyle, food and drink for publications like Milwaukee Magazine, Shepherd Express, and Milwaukee Record. His five nonfiction books are American Madness, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Legends and Lore, Apocalypse in a Day Now, Monster Hunters, and Heroes in the Night. He writes a weekly column called T's Weird Week that you can find on tkrulos.com. So check him out. He's a pretty cool guy. Thank you so much for listening today, this week. And I hope to have more of you next time. <laughs> I 
I don't know. I have to make that sound all sinister. But I'll be looking forward to the next podcast, even if even if that's right now. You can find me at youtube.com slash lavish jewels if you want to look at me if you want to look at me in still motion you can find me on instagram at instagram.com slash looking underscore lavish underscore jewels and on facebook at jewels and technicolor jewels spelled j-u-l-e-s all jewels spelled j-u-l-e-s and i do have a patreon patreon.com slash lavish jewels have to double check that because i haven't updated it and on ko-fi.com and i think that's about it (laughs) hopefully i'll remember all of them for the next one thank you so much bye